Welcome to another episode of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I had the pleasure of recently sitting down with, well, virtually sitting down with, director Reese Thomas, who's one of the filmmakers responsible for the new Marvel Studios series, Hawkeye. As the title suggests, Hawkeye is the story of Clint Barton, played by Jeremy Renner, who is one of the original Avengers in the MCU and is now getting the spotlight to himself in a new Disney Plus series. Well, he's not by himself, as the series introduces fellow archer Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld, who brings all sorts of new chaos to Clint's life. Thomas is a new name in the realm of superhero storytelling, but he's far from a new filmmaker. His previous work has been in various clips for SNL, as well as series such as Comrade Detective, Documentary Now, and John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. And in our interview, we talk about how a comedy filmmaker landed his first Marvel gig, as well as the intense security that surrounds such an assignment. We also discuss the joys of Hawkeye, why he's an underrated character, and how he plays particularly well off of Paul Rudd's Ant-Man, even though Ant-Man doesn't unfortunately get to show up in the show. But before we get to the interview, I got to tell you, the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else to find your favorite shows. Okay, without any further ado, let's throw it to my interview with Reese Thomas, director of Hawkeye, which has debuted on Disney Plus today. So enjoy. All right, so let's just jump into it. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too. So I always like when I when I speak with directors on Marvel projects, I always like to know a little bit about how they got involved, because especially somebody like you with a strong history and comedy and, uh, you know, shows like SNL, Comrade Detective, Documentary Now, and my personal favorite, Sack Lunch Bunch. Um, Haw- Hawkeye has its fair share of comedy, of course, but it's, it's an action show. So so how does uh, how does the comedy director come in and, and start directing Hawkeye? Um, yeah, that's a good question. No, I, I harbored, uh, obviously, I'm a, uh, yeah, again, as a director, you, uh, you, the MCU has this appeal just because it's, it's, it's world building and they've done such a wonderful job and, and yeah, you know, and, and anything can happen in that world. And so I harbored a desire to do something like this um, for sure. Uh, and, but yeah, it was kind of a surprise to me when I got a call for a meeting um, just coming. So generally, I, I genuinely didn't really know what it might be um my 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 kind of welsh pessimistic side assumed that they probably had some super high concept um web series or something that they <laughs> wanted to talk to me about uh and but yeah no they they introduced the idea of the of the of the streaming shows to me there and, and disney plus and and um and the fact that they these shows were going to sort of exist in the same universe as the movies and should look and feel the same and they could kind of keep crossing back and forth uh which yeah was kind of exciting and i i think i sensed an, a little opening in the door uh when they mentioned that and uh and they asked me in the meeting if um you know if there was a character that i was particularly interested in and um and and hawkeye w- was was that character uh for me because i think i i always enjoy it, like he's a real person and um and there's something kind of like a little bit absurd about his situation and so <laughs> uh yeah and and i you know and i sort of i remember getting a surprise reaction when i said that too and so that was like yeah i was like that's specifically for that reaction that's why i think yeah it could be interesting um so yeah i just i after that meeting i was just very uh i you know i kind of couldn't let it go um once i once i thought like oh my god maybe i could do this and so i, I managed to um eventually sort of coax some outlines of what they were working on for it um 
out of them and uh and yeah just i kind of started on that journey then i started basically just throwing together notes and ideas and i would just fire them off um kind of with you know with a wince um hoping that they'd go over well and not blow it for me and then and then i'd have you know a two-hour phone call um with, with trin the, the executive on the show and uh to talk it over and i wasn't on the show yet and this kind of went on for a little while and uh, and then the scripts started coming out and I, you know, and I started seeing some ideas in them and, and, you know, you know, or they'd sort of point out like, oh yeah, I know you mentioned this is it we still haven't figured that out. And it just felt like a conversation was developing. So, yeah, I don't know. I had a, I kind of, I was very at ease. I think by the time I actually pitched Kevin Feige um, and, and Lou and Victoria, I, I, I was quite at ease with the show. I felt like I already knew it and, um, and sort of could already kind of, I think, feel a part of me in it um, at that point. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, again, it's not, it's not an obvious route. Like it wasn't, yeah, it just kind of it surprised me too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned this a little bit, but there's uh, in the comic books as well as the MCU, there's always been this kind of stigma around Hawkeye, right? Um, he's just the regular guy. I think he's even said it in the MCU, you know, he's just the guy who shoots arrows and he's right. surrounded by like these gods and aliens and super soldiers. Yeah. And, and some people kind of write him off as the quote unquote, like lesser Avenger. So yeah. I'm curious, what do you think about him made him one of your favorites and, and kind of relates him to so many people who, who like the guy who shoots arrows? I think that's it. It's like he's there because he chooses to be there. I mean, his superpower is essentially who he is. Like it's his, it's his identity. That's like or whatever he feels. Like that's it. It's the thing. The thing that he, you know, he keeps getting back up and um, and running into it, even though it, yeah, the odds are way against him. And so, um, and and the way that Jeremy, I think, has has characterized him over the years, and and you know, again, his the fact that he has a family and and. Um, you know, and I think the sort of the, the darkness that, that you sort of saw in Endgame and um, sort of come through losing them, all that kind of stuff, like, it just felt like actually sort of the most relatable aspects of, 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 of those movies to me. And that, that was kind of, a, a, you know, even though he wasn't driving the story and wasn't maybe at the front of it, there was, I don't know, there's just those glimpses of humanity, I think, just helped, helped it. So, um, yeah, it just, I don't know, it felt really like fertile ground for something and, um, and yeah and I hadn't seen you know I was like I, I just hadn't seen um that that necessarily sort of a approach in in the MCU yet yeah so so you get the job you get your favorite character and you're going to direct a few episodes and you get the the joy of directing the first two plus the finale and and so you're you're kind of leading the way early on what was it like going from SNL you know all these these types of comedies to a series that everybody wants to know everything about their spy cameras there's all this you know what was that like was that did that take like a, a couple of days to get used to oh more than a couple of days yeah I, again it's surreal when you suddenly really you know you enunciate like oh i'm i'm making I'm, I'm i have this character i'm doing an mcu thing and and uh it doesn't quite feel real and yeah it's intimidating and scary and you you have a meeting with um with the, the head of security where he basically tells you you know just how seriously they take this stuff and don't tell, don't tell anyone. Like we advise you just, just keep it under your hat. And I really took it seriously. Like just, I didn't tell my family for a <laughs> while. I was like, okay, I'm just not, I'm, well, you know, keep my head down. And um, so, yeah, you, you're kind of thrown into that, but, but again, you know, ultimately to me, the, the, the way you kind of block out all of that stuff is like, you, you know, it's cool. You've got these two, you know, two central characters and you've got to figure out a story. And, and that's the thing is like, you know, while, while yes, I, I 
I had the pleasure of doing those first two episodes. I was also, you know, I'm, I'm an executive producer on the show and, and so, and, and yeah, did also get involved in, in the writing when I came on. And, and so, you know, definitely felt like I, I, you know, I just had that joy of, of getting to feel some ownership over this. And, and, um, and so, you know, you kind of just try, you block everything else. It's like, this is what we're doing. And, and, and this is the North star. And so, yes, the, the, concept you know artists and the the the, the meeting previous meetings and all that kind of stuff it's all new territory for me and it's thrilling that's the thing you're like wait we're so hang on we're talking we're designing a superhero costume this morning <laughs> that's what we're talking about and and you're asking me my opinion on where the stitching goes on the shoulder and and what what tools is it like you know and it's yeah you're like uh, you know it's, it's crazy because you're also working with people that almost everyone involved had been with marvel you know at least for a movie if not you know 10 years of them and so you're you know it's it's also like you know you, you again so you're the newbie in the room they're familiar with this stuff they know what these meetings mean they know who you should be talking to yet they do they kind of put you out there and and kevin you know it's like what do you think you know like it's like that's it's being thrown at you and and i did i had the joy of casting the show and and you know, finding these people and, you know, people like Alakwa Cox, like who has never acted before, but I, you know, I was thinking I, I, we found her and I got to read with her and I bring her and put her in front of the guys. And, and it's so, yeah, you're like, wow, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Speaking of the casting, um, you know, you, you mentioned the, the two central roles are Jeremy Renner, who you didn't get to cast. He came no, with the project. One, yeah. No, but, uh, but then you have Haley Steinfeld. And I'm curious, uh, at what point did you know that she was going to be involved? Was that something you guys were looking at? Basically, uh, how did that all come together? That, um, again, uh, you know, I had those early conversations and early notes things. And so it, it sort of was kind of you know whispered to me unofficially that that's who we've you know thinking of got or uh, and you know and I, I so yes it was a it, you know and as Kevin Feige said I think they never really saw anyone else as it and I think once that name kind of entered my head as well I couldn't see anything else either um so yeah you know admittedly that was kind of already in the works um and, and going but um yeah, so you kind of got this wonderful North Star and you're like, okay, well, that's a show in itself. And so like, what else do we do? <laughs> yeah, and and she seems almost tailor-made for this type of story, right? The the comedy, the action, like she's she's got it all when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. No, Haley, yeah, just sort of, the, the thing that always, you know, that I look for in, in anything is like, I, you know, again, I think part of what I enjoy trying to do is 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 ground you know like whether it, it, it grounds something is whether it's a super absurd you know scenario in documentary now or, or, or comrade but like you know find those access points and and um you know and, and again these these marvel you know projects obviously they've got big characters and and high concept ideas and and you know high stakes drama and all this kind of stuff and and uh you know and the, and the characters they've got a job to do they've got exposition to carry and and you know and and messages and all that kind of stuff and and so finding kate's voice you know within that she is she needs needed to have this new energy and, and a contrast with clint uh, you know jeremy's character um and finding that voice was something that we you know in the writing i remember you know that was we really kind of worked on that and there was all these different iterations of you know peppy and enthusiasm and snarky and you know and it and I remember it was like it was this hard thing I was like oh she's you know I just don't want it to feel too annoying I don't want to seem too (laughs) entitled I don't you know she's a rich character like what do we do and it yeah and then 
I, you know, got to meet with Haley and then, you know, and then sort of start reading scenes with her. And it's just like immediately like, oh, what was I worried? Like, she's the thing that grounds this. Like, that's what makes this work. It's, you know, like she knows how to, to do this and to find the charm. And she has charm, you know, like, and I think that's what you're looking for ultimately. It's like, you, you know, you, you want charm to, to carry you through. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're developing the show and, and I think comic book fans already grasped this pretty early on with the marketing materials and the trailer and the plot and all that, but it seems like the visual style and a, a lot of the, the story seems to be inspired by a pretty particular run of Hawkeye with uh, creators, Matt Fraction and David Aha. So I'm curious, um, I assume you've read that uh, or at least skimmed it. So yeah. what about that in particular, do you think lends itself so well to this TV show and the story you're telling? Like I said, my my observation on, on Clint was that he, yeah, there was a sort of absurd quality to his existence, and and um, and in the Fraction Run, like that's exactly what he found and embraced and and built a whole you know sort of journey around. Really made grounded this guy and looked at you know sort of essentially what what is what a superhero goes through on his day off. You know, <laughs> and of course, the fun of it is that he can never really escape it and will always kind of find trouble or other trouble will find him. And, and, but the approach and the details and the observations, when I read that, it was, it was essentially like that. Again, if I was going to write this character, this is how I'd want it done. Like it felt so perfect. And um, yeah, just from the way he gets hurt and, and just his vulnerability and his mistakes and like his flawed, again, he's a flawed character. That's what I, you know, I like, like he's got these, you know, it's got a, a, a sort of, again, a, a backstory and a quality that just makes him very relatable. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it was just, it just felt like the perfect kind of clear um, tone to, to try and carry into the show. Right. So um, not, no offense to the intricate continuity of something like Sack Lunch Bunch, but I got to <laughs> assume that like Hawkeye is the first time you were directing something that had so many moving parts and fact checking and all that uh, going on around you. So I'm curious when you're telling a story that in this established world of two dozen movies and TV shows, did that feel like this like wealth of, you know, opportunity or did you ever uh, kind of feel that it was a little bit of a challenge always having to, to double check what you can and can't do? I think it's both things. Um, yeah, I think you initially there's a big excitement. You said it like almost overwhelming when you sort of realize how how much goes on in this world and 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 what there is and and all the possibilities. And of course, as you start diving into different runs of character, you know, um, stories and things that that, that exist in in the comic world, you sort of keep seeing like, oh, they, they could do this. Um, but uh, and, and then yeah, and so again, like I said, I was sort of I, I would be firing off these notes and ideas, and I you know sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and so sort of like I've solved it like that's what's going to fix this thing and then I you sort of get all excited about pitching it and then yeah that that's you know that that's when like someone like Kevin the the sort of the the the, the overarching brain of it all knows like mm -hmm. people will go like oh yeah no that's really good but um yeah we're already doing that in you know this movie or that's you know like and that so it, I don't know like in some ways I think I always again had the focus of the show I, I they never they don't overwhelm you they don't sort of go like okay here's a big booklet of the big plan and so just make sure you don't touch the sides don't do that well you know <laughs> they really just wait for you i think to kind of stumble into them and then kind of push you back in uh you know in another direction but um so that that was the approach and i think it just you just once you realize like okay someone else is watching this stuff like uh, well you know you're you're good yeah so uh without spoiling the context there's a line i believe it's in the second episode of the series where a character says that people 
want heartfelt sincerity in their heroes and not like this dark cynical nature. Um, so when you talk about Hawkeye and you mentioned this, like in Endgame, and, and uh, there are dark bits of his history um, and you guys do touch on it a little bit, but at, uh, while you're crafting the show, while you're directing these episodes, was that ever in the back of your mind that you never wanted to, to go too dark and you wanted to still keep that kind of the heart of the show, the joy of the show? I, I'll be honest. Like, I think my, I, again, I found the Vormir scene with, with Nat, you know, when she, she sort of sacrificed herself and, you know, in a way so that Clint can kind of have his family back. I found that that was like one of my favorite scenes of the whole crazy movie. And, and, um, and so, yeah, there's definitely a part of me that kind of wanted to, you know, I wanted to kind of continue down that path. Like I wanted that. And, and I think there's a, yeah, there was a version of, of going dark with it. And actually there's an aspect of, of even the fraction run, it kind of has like this sort of seventies New York kind of vibe, like almost like a gritty quality to it. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I, there, there, there was a stretch where I was really like, I, I kind of kept wanting to nudge it into the more of this kind of noir world. And like, I wanted to sort of see that shadowy side of Clint's um, face and, and, uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. Then you got Kate's character to sort of bounce it out and, and it, and, yeah just as we worked on it more and more you just realize like no we can we can still touch those things but it doesn't need to be you know yeah it's like it doesn't need to be sort of i, I don't again i don't want to sort of comment on on dc land but um yeah you know i think what sort of marvel does is sometimes find these sort of surprising tonal journeys you know into into these characters and um and yeah christmas was a thing and um and yeah and the other thing is actually that <clears throat> you know trin and kevin always kind of had a sense that the show should start some from kind of a surprisingly low stakes place like you shouldn't it's you know it's not like it op- it should open with this big world ending plot or something you know like because and i think ultimately you know the smart thing in that is that yeah it gives you time to look at the character and not to you know think about everything else and worry about what's, and, and that's what fun of actually these streaming shows is that we have the time to sort of pace that out and, and you know that this show i think is a, it's a little bit like a snowball sort of going down a side of a mountain and that yeah it will keep shifting gears and, and getting bigger and bigger and that, that's part of the joy and and you said that uh you're you are an executive producer but you are only directing uh episodes one two and six which is a an interesting mix you get to start and end the story yeah. but in between there you have Bert and Bertie who are doing three four and five yeah. so I'm curious what you feel about what it was like I guess collaborating with them and uh you know sharing this sort of duty on this six episode series no, it was, it's, it was great. I mean, you know, again, it's like, it's, it's obviously, like I said, you sort of have this sense of ownership and, and yeah, I'd been on it for a while, but, you know, sort of by the time those guys came on and, and the, you know, it does feel a little bit like you're sort of handing over a baby and, and um, you know, and there were elements of their episodes that, that, you know, I was excited to sort of see come to light and kind of had a sense of what I felt like I wanted them to, to be and, and how we wanted to handle them in terms of the, the action all that kind of stuff and so you you know you there's that moment of hesitation i think at first but but you know then you realize like oh you know yeah we you, they have similar brains and and also they're coming in with this sort of different observation and different energy and, and you know so you get to sort of embrace that and um and and yeah let them have fun with it and you know again and i sort of i think because i got to frame the series and because of the way we shot it where we did sort of overlap a lot you know there were literally sort of days where i might start the day and and then and then hand off you know the crew to 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 the back half of the day with them and and so it became quite fluid and and um you know and, and easy in in that way and and uh, you know 
again, just, yeah, we were, you know, calls and conversations and concepting and all that kind of stuff. It was like, you realize like, oh, I've just got these, these other set of hands here and, and someone else to sort of talk to and bounce things off and they have me and, and, you know, as long as we stay in sync, then, you know, and that's my job is to try and keep us in sync. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that, that Hawkeye is a Christmas story and it really is. Um, there's, there's Christmas all over this, this show. So yeah. I'm curious now uh, what you think are as when you, when you got the show and you knew it was going to take place in Christmas, what did you think were the hallmarks of a Christmas story in a film or TV series that had to be in the show? Uh, I mean, you know, again, Clint's a family man. And, and so, yeah, that, that sort of, energy you know like the planes trains and automobiles um scenario of the hero just you know desperately trying to get home to his family for christmas is such a fun um trope and and a fun energy and it felt like a you know just a fun thing to see clint try and do um so you know you so you've got that you know which is a framework that people understand and, and you know and feel for um but yeah christmas is also like a funny time of year this is sort of uh it's a it's a it's a surface level joy everywhere. Like everywhere you look, there's those twinkling lights and, and, you know, Christmas cards. It's so, you know, it's a funny collective thing in, in our, you know, Western culture that we sort of all get behind this time of year and like all kind of force ourselves to smile. And, and I think that's what a good Christmas movie does is sort of always look a little bit underneath that surface and, and use that sort of high emotional pressure and, and the, the sort of like slight sense of turbulence uh, and, you know, to, to introduce, um, an element of chaos and, and insight. Uh, so uh, I, you know, again, Home Alone and and all, yeah, like I said, planes, trains, and all that. Like, there's such a fun, again, like balance of I think chaos with with the veneer of joy. That I, you know, that was really the thing. It was like, can we kind of play with that in the same same way? Um, but yeah, in terms of touches, um, I mean, yeah, landmarks. You got New York at Christmas time. Um, you know silly Christmas sweaters and all like, I don't know, all the stuff that we, uh... I mean, without giving anything away in that first episode pretty early on, I think they name a few of them uh, Clint yeah. sitting at a table. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to do? And it's like sweaters and Christmas yeah. tree and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, sure. I, like, yeah. Again, I, I don't even know why it's up for debate, but um, uh, yeah, no, I, and I went to, they had a screening here in LA like a few years ago that. uh, uh, yeah, and it was like it was the, the whole thing was presented like you know Christmas at Nakatomi uh, <laughs> Plaza, it was, and it was so fun. You were know, playing Christmas music when he came in, and yeah, it was yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, I, obviously, you can't tell me any secrets, and I honestly don't want any because you know I'm a fan of this stuff anyway. But I'm curious uh, if you can mention if there's a hero or maybe a character from the MCU or just Marvel comics that you're like, oh, I would love to get this person in there, and and just couldn't find a place for it. Oh, that's a loaded one. Because yeah, well, you almost can't don't want to reveal anything. No, no, no. Because we we did kind of get to introduce. I mean, I uh, like we. Well, you know, here's one. I mean, um, uh, Ant Man, obviously, like like uh, you know, both like Paul and and Jeremy's dynamic together. Like I, I sort <laughs> of enjoyed I enjoyed their press tour dynamic. Uh, you know, when they were on the Avengers run, and and uh, and so yeah, we, uh, that that he was a. a a character that I just felt like a fun way again to play at, at Clint, the absurdity of Clint situation. Um, and, but, but yeah, we, 
we we get to have a little I, I don't know I got to have a little nod nod to that yeah well I mean there's who doesn't want to work with Paul Rudd though yeah no exactly yeah. <laughs> and and I like that you kind of wanted it just for the press tour also <laughs> yeah that, that was, no, it was fun. Just what those guys just kind of decided like let's have fun with this and yeah yeah, so you're you're directing this series, and 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 now it's 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 finally here. Um, what has been kind of the hardest part of of this whole, you know, the not the press tour aspect, but finishing the show and not getting, I guess, being able to really talk about it has that been uh, another challenge for you that you're not used yeah, to? Yeah, no, it is. It's like this this sort of tightrope walk, and because yeah, I'm as excited as anyone, um, you know, when these things come out and. And yeah, you, you kind of want to tell everyone what's, what's great about it and, and what's coming. And um, at the same time, I realized like, yeah, well, no, that would just ruin it as well. Um, so I, I sort of understand that, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a tough, tough line to walk and they, and they police it uh, quite well. And, and, and so I find myself just, you know, you turn your brain inside out sometimes because it's, it's, I'm, I'm also a very honest person. I'm not very good at lying. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, just, just, figuring how to deal with that is, is tricky. I'm surprised Kevin hired you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's yeah. like, you got lying 101. We got to do this. This is Marvel Studios here. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, when, uh, when, when you get to do the finale, I guess, um, we're not, obviously we can't talk about it too much, but at what point uh, when you're crafting the story, do you feel like it's okay to tell a story and then also uh, have it so characters can live on. Cause that's another challenge, right? Like you're telling a story and you, you technically get to finish this particular one, but you don't get to finish the whole thing. Right. Um, so did that present any challenges to you as well? Yeah, in a way, although, you know, again, I think that's something we've all grown used to with Marvel. I mean, this was amazing is that, you know, that it's a world that continues and, you know, like not many, not many franchises uh or movies get get to go in knowing that you know um uh you know obviously there was even a, a big debate about dune whether that was going to get a second part even after it come out and and people love so so yeah like it's it's sort of so really actually you know it's a weirdly fortunate and crazy place to be in to know that yeah there's things are going to continue and i'm so and i'm setting something up um uh so yeah like it's a challenge but it's a thrill as well because yeah you sort of remove some of the responsibility i think of, of putting a perfectly neat bow on things yeah and and you get to see like this isn't a spoiler because they announced that recently but you get to see like an echo show uh, yeah gets to spin off from that and you you mentioned uh the actress that you you yeah. got to cast for that that's got to be pretty exciting too to see kind of your your baby move on so to speak oh it's no it's amazing i mean honestly like I, again i remember you know, again, I read her and I remember, you know, talking with Kevin and, and the gang about it. And, and yeah, that moment where we all agreed, we were, we, you know, like this was the way to, to go. Um, and, you know, it was a risk, like it was an absolute risk because, because yes, it's a huge, it's not just like casting someone in a movie, like it's casting someone in the MCU. Like it's right. it means a lot, like they're going to be a character, a beloved character. They're going to be that person. Fans are going to, you know, you know, sort of have opinions about it and take them on. Like, you know what you're doing to someone's life. Like it was, I, I just came, I remember coming off the call when we decided and when, then we brought a lock on and told her and I remember we all, we were all, it was a zoom and we all virtually held hands uh, <laughs> just before we did it. And like, we're doing this and like, we're going to jump off the plane together. Right. Like that's where, you know, and, and uh, but, you know, realizing like, Oh, we just changed this person's life. Like, you know, that's, that's what's just happened just now. And um and she, again, what was amazing about her that she, 
you know, I, again, I did a, quite a few readings with her and she, uh, someone who's not got any experience, she just kind of did not blink once, like just would kind of just, uh, you know, would go for it and just keep adapting and keep going like, okay, yeah, well, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Like, so, cause again, it must, must've been crazy terrifying, but you never got that sense of her. And, and that's how I carried through making the show. She just kind of walked onto set. Like she'd been there before. She's like, you know, we, I remember we did the camera tests with her 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 outfit and it was like oh my god like that's you know you just own it uh it just we see it right away and so yeah it's thrilling i mean every character is somebody's favorite like that's the the joy i guess of the marvel universe is that even a character like echo is relatively new in the grand scheme of things to marvel readers is somebody's favorite yeah well that's the thing they could they're all they all have different access points that's what's amazing you know everybody can kind of find find that thing that speaks to them in, in this universe. And, and, you know, Echo, it, you know, she's a Native American character and she's deaf. Um, and, you know, and so, so yeah, it's amazing that we're sort of, you know, carving that out, you know, and, and that you know that this will speak to a certain audience and show them something that, that maybe they haven't seen before, um, represented before. And, and yeah, so yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And uh, before I wrap up, I have to, you know, I want to give you the chance to also talk about maybe something you got coming up. Is there anything you're working on now that you want to tease post Hawkeye? Um, I'm actually, uh, I'm sort of going, going back, to, back somewhat to my roots in that um, we're, we've got season four of documentary now uh, we're working on because um, yeah, it's, you know, we've, we've always kind of owed it, uh, wanted to do it. And um, it's been a few years uh, and it felt like a really kind of, fun chaser to to marvel was to sort of go back into the uh the sort of having no money but um but but making something for a very small audience are you going to go back on set and be like well when i worked for marvel studios yeah where's where's our where's our previous what do we (laughs) Uh, it's going to be interesting for sure it's uh yeah we shift the gears yeah you're going to be like where's the security is everybody wearing the robes over their costumes Yeah, yeah, yeah Um, okay, well, yeah, I got to wrap up. It was a pleasure talking with you, Reese. Uh, Hawkeye is coming out right around Thanksgiving. Perfect time to sit down with the family and enjoy your, your Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld goodness. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah.